Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Betty Barnett, a money mindset coach, primarily for other coaches and other entrepreneurs. And she teaches women and heart-centered entrepreneurs how to detangle their complex money stories, face them head on and design a new money mindset that sets them on a path to unlimited abundance. Hey, Betty, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited. Oh, you're so welcome. Hey, can you expand more on that and let us know know, where your business is today and the kind of women that you love to work with? Absolutely. Thank you again for having me. Um, It is my joy and my pleasure to help women and men, but mostly other coaches, heart-centered entrepreneurs to get out of their head about money and actually step into a thriving business, um, helping other people achieve what it is that they're wanting to achieve, better health, um, you know, a better coaching practice, whatever it is, a happier life. But I want to help them get out of their head about money so that they can start making money, so they can make a bigger impact in their life and they can give more and receive more and activate that energy and that circle of abundance. And I believe my tagline in my book and in my business is money in the hands of good people helps the world exponentially. So I want to help more good people have more of that share. Beautiful. Love that. So why money? Why was that the the area of focus for you and your coaching? Thank you for asking that. Um, I started out as a health coach because I admit I had spent many years dealing with anxiety and depression. I had no idea that what was going on in my mind was actually related to my gut health. As I started to get my gut healthy, my mind got better. And so I was really passionate about helping people address their gut health to address some of their health issues, to address um, the anxiety, the depression, all of the things that were going on with me. And as I started to go down that road, I was really struggling with getting clients, with making money at it. And it wasn't just me. It was all of my colleagues. It was the other women that I had gone through the coaching certification process with. It was all these other women that I was going to retreats with, that I was going back to the school that we had gone through. They kept inviting us back for, you know, more and more retreats and gatherings. And I was watching these amazing women just start dropping like flies. They all had incredible um 
intentions and skill set. They were, I went through, you know, skills labs with them and did coaching with them. They were amazing at what they did, but they couldn't make money at it. I wasn't making money at it. And it wasn't until I actually hired my own money mindset coach. And I realized that I didn't have a marketing problem. I didn't have a skill set problem. I didn't have a, I don't know enough problem. I'm not good enough problem. I just was believing all these mixed up stories around money, that money is bad money. Um, I need a coupon, a discount. I don't spend money on myself. So nobody's going to spend money on themselves. I was so in my head about money that I was actually attracting to me people who also wouldn't spend money on themselves. And as I started to shift my mindset around money, then I started attracting to me clients who easily said yes to prioritizing themselves and their health. And as I started to see results, then I realized I could actually make a bigger impact on people's health by helping other health coaches stay health coaches and continuing that practice. Love that. Helping health coaches to actually stay coaches, to stay in business because, you know, we were joking offline. You know, we all want to help people, but help doesn't pay the bills. doesn't put food on our kids' tables. So we need money and money is good. Money helps the world. It's just a resource. It's how we reframe that. So just to go back a few steps, you said you, know, you hired a money mindset coach and that helped you to unlock this. How the hell did you know to hire a mindset, money mindset coach? Was it that you knew that was a challenge or did that kind of fall into place? How did that come about? Well, thank you. Um, the school that I went to, to become a health coach, the women who run that school, they also went and hired money mindset coaches. And so there's small little segments in um, the curriculum where they mm. address money mindset. And so the small little um, parts of that curriculum really unlocked stuff in me. And I was like, you know what? I really think I need to dive deeper here. I think that this might be important. Like this is where I was really, you know, when somebody shows you that mirror, mm -hmm. you're like, all right, all right. I might need to go a little deeper here. Oh, but the, you've got the choice then. Someone shows that mirror and you're like, you get the chance to either it's, choose your own adventure. Do you avoid mm -hmm. or do you step into it? And you were like, okay, let's let's do this. I, I know yeah. this is the challenge. It's going to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it was the invitation to, do you want to go deeper or not? And and I knew that I knew in, intuitively, I knew that that's what I needed to do. Nice. So traditionally, what unique belief, what do your clients currently have when they first come to you that you're like, this is a, oh, we always have to overcome this. This is, this is the first step. Uh, so many good things. Um, one of the things that I teach is the sacred money archetypes. And so there's eight different archetypes that all of my clients fit into. We're all, all eight of them, but it's really like the top three that kind of run the show. And what I find so interesting about the archetypes is it doesn't matter what your childhood was, you're going to fit into these different archetypes. And I can have somebody who was raised in a very poor home and they struggled for money, their entire, you know, upbringing. And then I can have somebody who was a 
raised in a really wealthy home and, you know, had everything that they ever wanted as a child. And they can both have the same exact archetype and they're going to come at money the same way. They're going to do money the same, even though they had very polar opposite upbringings. And it's interesting to me that when I bring that dynamic into it, that all of a sudden that story of, oh, well, I'm this way because of my childhood or, oh, I'm that way because of my childhood. Now we kind of get to dissipate that a little bit and we just come at it from a place of what is your habitual way of thinking about money and what would you rather be thinking about money? And so it may be very different for like the person who always had money as a kid. They, um, they overspend because they've just always had money. And so they feel like, money's energy. It flows. I want more of it. I want all the nice things. I'm going to go out and get the nice things. And those people are often incredible manifestors. And so they're believing money gets me what I want. And I don't want to tell myself no. And so I want more of it. But for them, they end up oftentimes an incredible amount of debt. They don't focus on it. They don't even look at it. Whereas like somebody who maybe they didn't have money as a kid, they also feel like I'm never going to tell myself no again. Like I was told no, you know, so much as a child Mm -hmm. that I'm not going to tell myself, no, I'm going to get whatever I want. And so they'll come at it from the same kind of come from of, I want what I want. And so I'm just going to spend whatever I want. And they also can be incredible manifestors and they will bring that money in and they will also oftentimes struggle with debt or whatever. And so when I'm working with people who are kind of believing that, like, I don't want to think about money. I just wanted to, you know, have everything that I want. We could, their, their shadow side is the, the opposite, like the accumulator who doesn't spend, who saves all their money, who's always focusing on it, always looking at it, who comes from the, what if there is no tomorrow, right? Like, what if there's no money the, the next day? Like, if there's not enough. And so we kind of tap into that place of what if we saved a little bit? What if we planned for the future? What if we gave some attention to it? And then for my accumulators, where they're believing it could all be gone tomorrow. Then I have them tap into the energy of, what if we just believed it's gonna flow to us? What if we just believed that it could come to us naturally? And so it's fun to play with, no matter where you came from as a kid, we can start to shift Mm. our belief system all those different stories, all the, the promises that we had, all the this societal and, and, and family um, stuff that gets lodged inside our brain, right? It's it's so controlling whether we know it or not. But one thing you just said there about, you know, how about we just try this and just try and believe this? Now, the logic is, yeah, we all understand that's the way. Yeah, it sounds good, but it's tough to make that change. So how do you help with consistency, consistency to allow people to keep on going through. They know it, they get it logically, but it's just so hard to to not focus on the threats, to not focus on the the lack um, when it's been maybe their focal point for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. So the ironic part is I kind of bring in my health coaching to make that happen. And it's the 2% change right? 2% compounding interest, right? Like that 2% compounding change. The same thing as if I would tell a health coaching client, why don't we go to the gym and we get on the treadmill for 10 minutes, just do 10 minutes. 
you know, and then you tell them to go back to the gym the next time and do 12 minutes. Can we get 12 minutes? And then before you know it, you're at the gym and you're doing 20, 25 minutes and you don't even realize how you got there, right? You're just slowly doing these incremental changes. And then one day you're like, oh, I have these incredible results and I don't even know how I got here because it was such a slow, steady, you know, change that you're, wow, I'm living a completely different life. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how I got here. And we can do the same kind of thing with money where we can have those, like, I'm just going to believe something different and I'm going to change overnight. Like I can help people be different without having to remember to be different. I'm also mm-hmm. trained in NLP. I'm a master level NLP coach. So I can help people like change their programming, but to answer what you're saying about that through, you know, 35, 40 years of belief systems, we can make incremental changes just that 2% of what if you just believed a little bit different, just enough to start compounding that change to where all of a sudden the money's flowing to you so much more easily, or you're spending without the anxiety. Like for me, I used to check out or I would, okay, Betty, you're going to buy this new shirt. You can do it. You can have a shirt. It's okay for you to have the shirt. And I would get to the checkout stand and I'd be like, hey, you really don't need the shirt. And I would put it back. There was just so much fear for me around spending money that I just, I couldn't do it. If I needed to buy stuff for my kids, no problem. Needed to buy stuff for my dogs, no problem. But somewhere in me, I couldn't spend money on myself. Now, there is the tale of the entrepreneur, not going to do the thing for yourself, doing it for everyone else, even your clients, but Mm -hmm. for yourself. It is, and we justify that with the the beautifulness of, but look at me, I'm so selfless. I'm, but how are you uh-huh. supposed to show up if your your clothes, as you said, or your tech or the things around you, the food doesn't take care of you? You need to care for yourself. And so with that in mind, I want to talk about the, all the different areas of our life because there's finances, but there's also health and love and relationships and family and travel, all these different life categories they all are so heavily linked. So that flow of money in and out, you spend, you receive. If you hoard it, you're blocking mm-hmm. life. You're blocking the energy. And it's the same for breath, your blood, your relationships. So how do you tie these into other areas of, of people's lives so they can maybe see this a bit more clearly? Oh, thank you. Um I love you. You just said a very key word there, um, which was receiving, like it's the giving and the receiving. And what I didn't understand is one of my big money issues. One of my big manifesting issues is me not even buying that shirt for myself is I didn't know how to receive. I was stuck in such a place of even like going out to dinner with my family back then Mm. was what do you want for dinner? Whatever you guys want, you know? And it was like, I really wanted sushi. And they were all like, oh, let's go for pizza. I actually hate Italian food. It's not my thing. I don't, I don't, I don't eat any of those things like pasta, cheese, all that stuff. And I couldn't say out loud, well, I want sushi. Mm. You know? So in that relationship, I was always like, putting my own needs and my own wants and my own desires on the back burner. I didn't know how to say, I want sushi. 
So how was I going to activate this law of attraction and being able to manifest if I didn't know how to say I want, if I didn't know how to activate my own desires, then how was I ever going to activate abundance? And that really is the first key. And then, like you said, it could be in your relationships. I want a man who treats me nice. I want somebody who's kind to me. If I don't know how to say I want, then it's true for all of these areas. I want clients to flow to mm. me easily. I want, you know, an, a, a healthy body. But if I didn't feel like I deserved sushi that night for dinner, if I don't, I'm sorry, if I don't deserve, you know, what I want, then I'm not going to have the health that I want. I'm not going to have all of those things. Absolutely. And one thing you said there is that activation, let's call that level one, being able mm -hmm. to say, yeah, I, I want, I want this. Then there comes the next level, which is being able to receive. And, and with that level, there comes the challenge because just because you've activated it, just because you made the declaration to God, universe, source, whatever you believe in, then here comes the challenge because it will come your way or a challenge will come and say, do you really want that? And it's up to you to overcome that. And it must be so easy. Like, I, I do want this. And here it is presented to you. It's like, ah, oh, just kidding. It's too, it's too much, too much. And then we go back. So every declaration I always teach, be aware, look out for the opportunity and also the challenge because you've done something very powerful with that, um, that activation with that declaration of what you actually do want. Do you see that all the time? Uh, I, I really do. And I see it in so many different, um, it shows up in so many different ways for so many different people. And I think one of the things that shows up for me over and over and over with my clients is on the surface, they will say, I want blah, blah, blah. Like I want a, I hear it all the time, a six figure coaching practice. Like they're, they're being sold that over and over and over six figure mm -hmm. coaching, practice, six figure coaching practice. All right. And so they'll say, I want a six figure coaching practice. And then when we dive into it, if they're believing that in order to have a six figure coaching practice that they have to, let's say they believe that they have to work 12 hour days and lose a relationship. Yes. That's the biggest thing, exactly. right? Yes, exactly. And so now they're believing, do you really want it? Do you really want it? And so what happens is they subconsciously don't want it. And so they'll find all these reasons to push it away, right? They'll find all these reasons that it just isn't for me. It just doesn't work. You know, I'm, I just can't have it. I don't have the right marketing tool. I don't have the right niche. I don't have the right systems in place. My program isn't honed in enough, right? They'll find all these saboteurs of why they can't have the thing they say they want on the surface, but it's really because they haven't addressed, but I'm actually afraid I might lose my relationship. I'm actually afraid I'm going to have to work so hard. I'm actually afraid that if I had a million dollar practice that I believe rich people are bad and greedy and wrong. And I don't want to be bad and rich and greedy and wrong. Right. So that all you said there is it's about the perception. 
you, you mm-hmm. t- touched on it earlier as well. The perception of this is what I think it's going to be. Therefore, you want a six-figure practice. But you know, you think here's the story, here's a perception of that. But that might not be true. There's a six-figure practice which takes two hours a week and is a joy to work in. There's also a six-figure practice which is 24 hours a day and it is hard. Yeah. Choose your own adventure. So yeah. again, you've been able to unlock people's perception of what they mean by that, unlock what's behind it. That's where the true superpower comes in. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And so really like what you were asking about, you know, their desires and then do they really want that? Like wh- where do they find the con the the conflict or where do they like do they really want their desire? Where do they like push back against it? And and that's what it is, is what's the story they're telling themselves around Mm -hmm. the thing that they desire? Do they, and are they willing to pay the price? Because sometimes you do have to give up something to get the thing. Like for me, um, in the scenario with the sushi, like I was identifying as the good mom, the, the nurturing, caring, person who believe that, no, it's okay. It's kind to let my, my family pick, like, that's the nice thing to do. And so when I finally had, am I willing to give up my identity as the nice person who always lets everybody else get what they want? When I was, am I willing to give up that identity Mm. to have the dinner that I want to eat, to stand in my own worth, and say, no, I actually want to have this for dinner. Like, was I willing to give up what my perception of what does the nice mom do? And when I was really like, you know what? I am okay with telling myself a new story that it's okay for me to say what I want for dinner and also let them pick a different day. Like I had to start telling myself a new story. And I, I mean, that seems like a very simple, um, uh, example, but I had to give up that identity and I had to be willing to give up that identity in order to get the thing that I wanted. And that's a small decision. But when you're trying to dream a really big dream for yourself, it's often much deeper than that. It's often much, a much bigger sacrifice that people. Or sometimes it's exactly the same because you said it's just a small thing, but if it's core with your identity, then that shows up in all these other aspects. So these small decisions, if you're able to say, damn it. Yeah. I we're going for sushi. Yes, we are. Because I, I really want that. It's mm-hmm. going to fuel me. I'm going to feel happy. What else is possible? Once we make that declaration, that first step, and then everyone around you says, yeah, sounds cool. And you're like, pardon? Yeah. What? No, no. This is where you're supposed to say, no, 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 no. And then we go and do what you want. So it's that. Yeah. I didn't die. Identity. Like, what else is possible? Like, yeah, did that happen? You still love me? What? You mean I'm still alive? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you have, mean we, I can have that and I get to keep my family? I had no idea. What else is possible? Mind-blowing. And we joke, but it's it's so true. It is starting with the, the small things. So we've heard about how you've, growing your business and, and and why it's become what it is today. Um, we've spoken a lot about you know, what they should be doing, what they should do. Mm. So let's talk about you and, and your business right now as the business owner. So of course, you've come through so much and you mm. help so many entrepreneurs to be able to overcome their, their money mindset stories. But what are you 
challenging with yourself right now? Where is it in your business? Or it may be personal because as a business owner, our business bleeds out into all areas of our life. What, what challenge are you currently facing right now? Oh, thank you for asking me and um, being willing to coach me a little bit because we all have, we like at each new level, that's what I teach at each new growth. Like the, the formula I often talk about is like, there's this level, this, you know, uh, um, reservoir of abundance that's up above us. And we're getting our little trickle of abundance. And as you uh, remove each block, you get a little bit more abundance, but it's, each new level, you have to remove the next block. And for me, I'm, I'm ready to push forward into that, like next 250, $500,000 a year coaching practice and really take my money mindset boot camp. That's where I help most of my women right now is in the money mindset boot camp and in my mm. retreats and really move that into like an evergreen program to where they can just join at any time instead of having launches. And you know, there's that, that commitment of creating the, um, um, the member vault and having videos and, and having all that in place. And it's getting out of my head about what I think right now makes my money mindset boot camp so magical and so beneficial to the people who join it is the personal attention that they get from me, that laser coaching where it's really like one-on-one in a group setting, but one-on-one in that group setting where we're really addressing what's going on with them. And we're making that, that community where people are, they come in with the same group and they stay with the same group throughout the whole experience. And we become a family and they get their manifesting buddy and all of this. And I just, like, I know for the growth of my business, I've got to make this evergreen at some point but I really get fearful around the story. I tell myself is I'm going to lose the magic if, if I, if I push it to that point, but mm. I know that I got to get there if I want to get to these next levels. Okay. So you, you said that a couple of times. I know, I know this, I know, <laughs> I know. And you, you hear this with your own clients. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't watch your words. The, the words are, as we teach all our clients, words are important. Don't mind yourself. What comes through is so important. And we often, oh, we say it all the time, we teach what we need the most. Mm-hmm. You're a perfect mm-hmm. example. You actually manifested a career based on what you needed at the time and then realized, oh my gosh, this can help so many people. I'm going to do this. So you did. Mm-hmm. It is, still comes back down to the story, the stories that we tell ourselves. Just because you have mastered the money mindset, just because you've mastered this one area of your life, does not mean you should have everything else fixed right there are plenty of health professionals that are crap with relationships there are plenty of relationship (laughs) experts that suck at business Mm -hmm. so that whilst all these things link into each other and you can find the thread and see the the polarities at play here it's so true that i think given that grace of you shouldn't have it all fixed so everyone out there listening you shouldn't have it all worked out it's impossible. <laughs> Never going to happen. And why? Because we were also level, we're trying to level up. Mm-hmm, so tell mm-hmm. me more about this this story. So the fear that you're going to lose the magic. Mm. Yeah. When I put it into that context, thank you. Um, then I ask myself a better question: How can I keep the magic? 
and um yeah if if i still have um my intent is to still have the laser coaching and still offer that piece and just have the learning pieces where we're really diving into like i said the sacred money archetypes some um, mm. you had talked about like the different areas of your life like one of the big pieces that i do with my people is um make them do the wheel of life and see where where they're struggling and then throwing in the money piece how is money keeping you from having a happy relationship how is money keeping you from you know being fulfilled in your spirituality and your health and all these other things like i could do that piece in a video and then still have that one-on-one -on -one laser coaching and <laughs> and still bring in the magic i mean i I know this to be true. <laughs> Again, we know. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know this. Yeah. So why haven't you? What mm. is that block? Bigger questions, but why is your why is it your business isn't where it should be today? So it's not the money mindset. You know this. And that's the question yeah. that I'm, I'm just going to caveat that with everyone playing at home. There's a question for you. Why do you know your business isn't where it should be today? Mm -hmm. If I'm being really honest and vulnerable, um, I officially got divorced on Monday, like signed papers and, and all the things. And I think I'm ready to finally like, okay, now my full attention can go into my business in this next phase of growth where I'm like, all right, bring it on. I am so ready for what's next. And I think the story that I've been telling myself up until now, while I was two years of this mm -hmm. like stuck state that it really feels like it was probably more about that and less about the the actually making the evergreen then first of all let me say congratulations thank you and secondly <laughs> as a business owner all the personal stuff comes with it we mm -hmm. cannot have a completely segregated life it doesn't exist you right. as a business owner are the person going through this all your hopes dreams desires overwhelm it filters through we're all going through stuff. And there's a lesson for everyone. We're all going through stuff. Clients, staff members, coaches, we all go through stuff. So for you, you've been given a glorious opportunity where, yeah, I don't know exactly what you've been going through. I can, from experience, I know that's quite distracting in a mm -hmm. number of different ways. But to spin that as, okay, now, now look at what I can do. Now I can give it the focus once you're ready. It's such a powerful, beautiful place to be in. It really is. Yeah. When I, when I step into that of what is stopping me now, and when I ask myself that better question of 
Come on, Betty, you know how to bring the magic. You can still bring the magic, you know? You know you have that in you, come on. <laughs> like, was there ever a chance you weren't gonna bring the magic? Like, I mean, if I really step into that, now it's just a matter of doing and, um, so yeah, Betty, I'm ready to how, do. Yeah. How do you want to bring the mag magic now? How do you want to bring the magic? It is, it is like a blank canvas. The sphere, the scarcity of losing my magic by going away from the one-on-one -on -one laser focused. Mm -hmm. You get, you get to choose. You get to choose how you deliver the magic. Mm -hmm. Now that is a beautiful question. Now that is, oh my gosh, what else can I do? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it feels so exciting. Um, I know exactly how I'm going to do it. I just, I'm going to, I'm going to run a quick little money mindset boot camp where I can film the videos with live people because I need that interaction. I'm somebody who, who feeds off that energy and just run another one real quick bring people in that know that that's my intention mm. and um, film those videos and then just put it into place. And then moving forward, just offer those, those weekly calls. And well, actually I've created my business to where I work three weeks on and one week off every month. I travel at least once a month. I'm going to Costa Rica next month, hosting a retreat in a, in a couple of months. And that travel time is really important to me. Um, I play foosball professionally, so, or not professionally, but, um, competitively. And so I travel a lot to, to go play and love that. Important. So having those, those set days for the weekly sessions, it can be done. It can be done. Of course it can. The questions are, what do you want? What's stopping you? How do you overcome that? Repeat. Yeah. It's so simple. It is not easy, but it is so simple. Betty, thank you so, so much for sharing, for going deep and being completely honest. And I hope everyone at home has really got some value from, from this episode. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And I do want to mention um, real quick that I do also have a book out that people can um, download off of Amazon um, or have shipped to them. And it's called Start Thriving as a Coach release your money blocks and learn to manifest like a master. And so they can get that there. They can also go get a free copy um, downloaded off my website at bettybarnett.com. If they want to just go there and it's my free gift to all of your listeners, just go to, like I said, bettybarnett.com and they can get a, a download for free from there. Awesome. Beautiful. Well, everyone go check that out, grab the book. Um, and Betty, thank you so much for sharing and giving so much away. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was great. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh.
<laughs> See you next time. Bye.